us to Mark chapter 11 and verse 24. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just endeavor to just um, bring forth a simple, simple teaching on the prayer of faith in the name of Jesus. And in the book of Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 18, the scripture tells us, hallelujah, that there's different types of prayers that we will pray with. And the scripture says that we pray at all times with all manner of prayer. And so um, some of the types of prayers are the prayer of faith or also known as the prayer of petition. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. The prayer of consecration, the prayer of commitment, the prayer of praise and worship, the prayer of agreement, the prayer of intercession, united prayer and praying in the Holy Spirit. But tonight, I feel like what the Lord is wanting us to do is to, you know, as he's been talking to us in 2016, as we're going, you know, into the next year in his desire for us is that we would finish strong. Um, God's desire is that we would appropriate all that he has and we would have this staying power that's in us. And, and the strength of our lives comes from the word of God. And we've been spending some time, you know, in Hebrews chapter six. And um, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna be bop around, hallelujah. But in, in Hebrews chapter six, you know, God, as God is talking to us prophetically, right, as a church, because he's, he's releasing grace to us this year so that we can finish strong. Hebrews chapter six is encouraging us to, to go on and to get past the elementary stage of life to move towards completeness or to move towards maturity. Uh, scripture goes on, you know, goes on and it says this. It says, let us not again lay the foundation of the faith by which you turned to God. And I feel like that's an area where the enemy has tried to come in is he has, you know, tried to maybe bring us to the, to the place where you know, we're wondering about where we are in God, where we are in our relationship with God. And a lot of times we can, we can see two things when we look at our emotions. We can see the assignment of the enemy in negative emotions, and we can see what God wants to do if we flip it and flip it good, okay? So God is encouraging us to go on and to get past elementary things. The scripture is telling us to go past the things that we should be fully aware of long ago. And when I think about that, I think about, you know, that God, you know, God has this expectancy in the inside of his heart, you know, when he leaves these bags full of things you know when he looks at Fort Erie and he looks at our lives and he's saying you know it's my desire to prove the enemy wrong in the name of Jesus and so he gives us prophetically Hebrews chapter 6 because he says you know there's a lot a lot of pressure that the enemy has been trying to you know Pre, you know, push against us in the area where God is trying to move us on. God is trying to advance us. And the enemy is trying to bring such a confusion that we would literally be on, you know, that, that starting line almost. Um, I, I overheard a couple of our leaders talking today and they said, you know, um, it's, it's been a couple of years. And they said, literally, they had a conversation with this person and, and they were saddened to say, 
it's been a couple of years, but it's like the person literally is where they were a few years ago. And, and, and that, that is literally physically impossible. You know, when you're coming in and you're hearing the word of God and you're receiving the strength of the, it, it's literally virtually impossible. Okay, God wants us to get to the place where we believe that the strength, there is so much strength and power in the word of God that it's literally impossible for us to stay or remain where we are. Hallelujah. The word of God is so, so powerful, but the assignment of the enemy is to feed us with these lies so that literally it's like, you know, good comes in, but the good flows out. So we're not discerning just like this conference, right? Where God has released a lot of rich treasure in the house, but that we would never mature, allow me to use that word, and I don't mean it derogatorily, but that we would never mature enough that, you know, that we come to the place where we start asking those questions and saying, okay, God, you know, yes, I had goosebumps. Yes, I felt your presence. Yes, maybe I fell on the floor, but what did you do, Lord? what did you do in me God what did you do in the house God what did you do and what do you want us to do with what you've done and the enemy's desire is that we would that we would not ask those questions that we would not draw the strength from the word and that we would not move on and so God's saying you know prophetically like go on and get past and proceed in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. He, he goes on in this word and says to us that when, when, when it rains on our hearts, hallelujah, from heaven, that we will produce right blessing and harvest in the name of Jesus. That's just what happens unless we give ourselves to the lies of the enemy. And so God is exhorting us to move on because maybe because in some areas we're stuck and so as he says move on within that word there is anointing there is presence of god to go oh my gosh yeah move on or maybe to look at it and say i've been stuck and i don't know how i got stuck on this thing but i'm shifting my focus and i'm shifting my attention on god and and i'm moving on and i'm i'm moving forward in the name of jesus so you know one of the ways that we appropriate right all that god has is we do it by faith and so i think a lot of times what can happen to us right god is hoping that in all that we learn right we have these seasons of beautiful times in the presence of holy spirit but his hope is that we would be balanced and that we would grow in balance that we wouldn't get to the place where all we want is holy spirit and that we wouldn't want his word and you know i remember hearing years ago benny hinn saying right too much word right all all word and no holy spirit and we dry up but if we have all the Holy Spirit and no word, then we, then we never, then we blow up. But if we have a balance of both, then we will grow up. Okay. And that's what, that's what God wants. And so, and that's what we're learning in this house. That's the beauty of what God is saying is like proceed, move on with the revelation that you have and all that's happening through both Holy Spirit 
and the word that I put on the inside of you. Sometimes you can't locate yourself by the presence of Holy Spirit, but because we've been listening and we've been students of the word, that word comes as an anchor to our life that despite the circumstances we are living in, it anchors us so that we, despite the pressure of life or the lies of the enemy that says things like, we don't have what it takes, we fight with the word of God that we hear every day, that we get in our hearts. And God, we you know, when God exhorts us in Hebrews chapter 6, his hope is that we would have learned that a long time ago, that there's strength in the word of God, that we would have, that we would have dealt with that issue a long time ago that we would have dealt with the issue that it's not about us, it's not about who we are, it's all about God, that we would have, those are some elementary things that the scripture is telling us that we learn about at the time of salvation. What God's role is, what our role is, and what God's role is by the power of Holy Spirit, but what God's role is also by the power of his word. And if you find yourself, you know, maybe at a place where you feel unsure about those things, you know, maybe, just maybe, the word of the Lord to us that will set us free is to just move. The word of the Lord to us is maybe, just maybe, we've been stuck in this assignment of the enemy and we declare it broken in the name of Jesus. What we've given our minds over to, we, we just declare in Jesus' name that we're moving beyond it. And the way that we move beyond that is, yes, by the presence of God, but it's the anchor that we find in, in the power of his word. So in Mark chapter 11 and verse 24, um, you know, I, I feel like if we, if we go to Mark chapter 11, hallelujah, you, you know, I, I am really, it, it's interesting when you look, you know, at Jesus at the beginning of chapter 11, and he's speaking to his disciples and he tells them to go and he's talking about this issue you know there's going to be a cult and nobody's ever rid ridden on it and he's basically saying go and say and receive right i want you to go and here's what i want you to say when you get there and and have the expectation that they're going to do exactly what you say because what you say is what i'm saying Hallelujah. And so that's exactly right. He's basically saying to his disciples, go, here's what I want you to say. And it's going to be so in the name of Jesus. And so it's no surprise, you know, when we, when we read the word of God, God loves if we will take time with the word and we, and we don't just read it like it's a storybook or we don't just read it you know, out of the place of duty, but we read it with, with the understanding that it's going to strengthen us. And we read the word of God with this idea that we're going to learn something about the nature of God and the kingdom of God. You know, God tells us in the book of uh, Hosea, what, one of the things that he loves is that when people will persist in this, uh, this desire to learn about him, and he's not talking about just learning about him experientially. You know, like when you come to church and the presence of God is here. But he, you know, has this desire that our hearts would, you know, be awakened. And that's what he's talking about in Hebrews chapter 6. Is that we would, you know, we, there would be a determination that would hit our hearts to learn about God. That we would become these rocks 
that Psalm 1 talks about, right? That we will not be shaken. We'll be planted, Psalm 1 says, by the rivers of water, and, and whatever we do will prosper. Hallelujah. How, that's you, and that's me. Amen. Because we believe in the power and the strength of the Word of God and what it's doing in our life. And we're no longer found in that place where, where we could say, you know, naturally or, you know, you know, the word sometimes uses these things, right? Where we're allowing ourselves to be dictated by how we feel in life or what we see in life. And the scripture would call that carnal. I know that sounds bad, you know, or the, or the scripture, you know, the exhortation to us is to come away from, you know, being on the milk of the word and move to the meat or coming away from childish things and moving into adulthood. What God is really desiring of us is that we would lock into this revelation that the strength of my life, the strength for the journey of life, and, and the, the, you know, the sense of courage and knowing and clarity doesn't come for the most part because, you know, um, or let me say this, it doesn't come apart from time in the Word of God. Yes, it comes when you are in worship, but God is going to want to confirm what he does for you in these wonderful moments of encounter with his scripture. So that when you go out there and maybe you're not feeling the warm fuzzies, you're not feeling the presence of God, you have what the Bible says, hope, right? His word leads us into his presence. His word leads us into his presence. And I believe as God gives us Hebrews chapter 6, he's exposing the assignment of the enemy and maybe where we found ourselves. Maybe the lie is that we're not where we should be. Maybe the lie is that we've lost some ground. Maybe the lie is that we're still, you know, in this place, we're allowing those emotions. And maybe what God is saying is, you know, as you hear it, I will pour out my grace in the name of Jesus to cause you to make up for time that was lost. If you just draw from what Isaiah 55 says, just come to the water and drink. Just come to the water and drink. And as you open up the word of God, what you're crying out for is wisdom to understand God and his ways, his kingdom. What we're crying out for is insight for what's ahead. We're not just coming to a book. We're not just coming to a God that's powerless. We're coming as mature sons and daughters of God to the Word of God. And it's God's hope and His desire is there would be something inside of us that would begin to ask those questions and search out that wisdom that we can move beyond that place that we've been in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And so in, in verse 24, I mean, when, when you read it for yourself, right? Mark chapter 11. But, but in verse 24, Mark 11, 24, it says this, that whatever, because I believe what God is doing is he's releasing grace or what, what I feel like God is saying is keys. He's releasing a grace 
on every path, on every life in this hour to be able to be strengthened by his promise, by his word. And that word that he gives us, those promises that he gives us individually and corporately, as we give our attention, as we give our focus, as we receive those things in faith. And, and I'm here tonight because I feel like a lot of times, ultimately what God is saying is that, you know, you love the Holy Spirit and you love, you love, you know, my word and your faith church, but maybe we've forgotten the elementary things of faith. You know, the elementary, like the process of simplicity that we go through in faith. What do we do with these words that God is giving us? What do we do in this season where God is saying, let's move on. I'm growing you up. I want you to come off of. I want you to move into. What do we do with these gems? What do we do with those things that are in that sack? What do we do? Because these things are the very answers to the prayers that we've been praying. But a lot of times it's like this natural example that we've been praying these prayers and in the realms of the spirit, God is giving us exactly, that's what Mark tells us, that we are receiving what we ask but if we're not asking in faith, we don't know that we've received something and we don't know what to do with what we've been given. Because when we receive something in, in faith and we stick with it and we give it our focus, that word is literally transforming us. I mean, this process is so simple. All we have to do, and that's something that happens when we move on to maturity. What happens when somebody grows and this is the desire of the Lord, is that we would move from the place where God is just pouring out information to the place where we would actually choose what God is doing. That we would choose these things for ourselves. When God puts these things before us, his hope and his desire is that we would choose him that we would choose life, that we would choose these things because that's something that he cannot do for each one of us. Amen. And so in verse 24, the scripture says this, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Okay. And so he goes on to say, right, say and don't doubt. But he's saying this, whatever you ask for in prayer, Believe that you have received it when? When you prayed and it will be yours. Okay? So we're asking God and there's this, I mean, honestly tonight what I feel like the Lord wants me to do is he just wants me to show you in the natural this awesome exchange that's taking place when you ask God for something. Like when you ask God for wisdom or you, you know, you ask God for restoration in a relationship. You ask God for something. I think what God is showing us is that a lot of times, right, we, we ask or we're doing what James says, we have not because we don't even ask. We're just assuming because we're in the house or we're just assuming because we read our Bible or we're just assuming, you know, like the scripture says, you know, God knows what we need before we ask. And so I feel like in the, in the simplicity, right, of what God is saying, he's saying, you know, Tina, when you ask me for something, in that moment, there is an exchange. 
And so, you know, when when God, when we're asking for wisdom, for instance, you know, God, I just, I'm asking you, Lord, I'm in a situation, Father. And, um, you know, I'm asking you, God, for wisdom, Lord, in this situation, whatever it is. And Lord, I, I just need you to, you know, I've been going around and around and around on this issue, Lord, but I just want this issue to be settled with and done once and for all in my life. I feel like we need to go through this progression that a lot of times as Christians, we don't realize that faith has a progression of receiving. And so I want to say these things and I'm going to go through that because I know that time is short, but you know, that when, when you pray, you have to believe that you have it when you ask. When you pray, you have to believe that he hears you and he will answer you. When you pray, you pray from your heart and not from your head. Amen? We have to get to the point, like I said, that we realize that if we don't ask, like James says, that if we don't ask, then nothing will happen or nothing will change. We got to get to the place where when we see things in the word of God, we lose from our vocabulary. See, God is identifying in us that, yes, we are a Holy Spirit church, but we also have a responsibility to walk as a faith church in our city because faith causes the impossible to be possible. And so when God is looking at a city that was desolate, when God is looking at a people you know where they might have said these things will never change they will never happen God's saying the only way these things are going to change is by faith and we've had a lot of teaching on faith and, and it's been broken down to us in such simplicity but I, I'm just here to say there is a progression of believing that you receive when you pray and what do you do and what does it sound like and what does it look like when you've prayed the prayer and you've received something, what does what our conversation sound like? One of the things that God wants us to erase from our vocabulary is this idea when we find things in the Word of God, if it be thy will. We can't pray for healing when the word that's why the word of god anchors our lives because it shows us who he is and it shows us the ways of his kingdom we will eliminate a lot of the confusion in our lives when we get into the word of god and allow it to paint a picture of who he is when we allow him to use you know life situations maybe to show us his heart and how he feels about things so that can hit us and maybe even circumstances are screaming at us but because we've experienced him in encounter and we've experienced him in his word those things now are anchors to our life and nobody can steal those things from us can i say something to you god you know it should be that we've had encounters with god and encounters with his word it should be that if we're believing God for something that we have, you know, had encounter with the Lord to such a degree where we've laid everything else aside. And the only thing, if the, you know, if that's what Holy Spirit is wanting to do, it's what keeps coming up inside of you. Sometimes, you know, what you want 
you know is out of timing and 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 sometimes what god wants us to do is go with what with what keeps coming up in us what he's bringing up in us and he's showing us that that's what he wants to deal with he's showing us the season that we're in he's showing us his will and he you know he's wanting us to be those people who are steadfast i feel like there's a lot of there's far too much confusion in the body of Christ and I think that's because we haven't allowed ourselves to identify with this thing that we're a people of encounter yes but we're also a people who are anchored by the word of God we are a people of of the word and if you're called to this house then you are both you're not just you know holy ghost yay yay let's hang from the chandeliers isn't it beautiful in the presence of god but we carry a responsibility to get inside of that word and to allow it to talk to us we carry a responsibility that when we're believing for something that we before we even ask we know and we settle this issue of whether or not it's the will of god I think a lot of times what happen is happening is we're moving way too far along the process in prayer and people are confused and they don't you know they've either not asked and that was my encounter you know when I was a brand new Christian is that there were so many things that we needed in our lives that I was throwing it all up to heaven the problem was I was hearing from God he was answering me but I didn't know what he was answering me on And so what God is asking us to do is if you felt like you've been in confusion, if you felt like you haven't grown, if you feel like there's some things that are they haven't changed in your life, then God is looking for focus in those areas. You know what it is that Holy Spirit is dealing with, and if you don't, maybe that's where we begin. Holy Spirit, what do you want me to pray? What's the thing that the one thing that you want me to focus on? Lord you know and we move over this thing where we just declare you know okay holy spirit what's the one thing right now in my life when you talk about finishing strong lord what's the one thing that that's going to ch- begin to change me what's the one scripture that's begin to going to begin to change me and strengthen me lord what is that god i'm asking you to show me what that one thing is Now that one thing might last you all year. It might last you a day, it might last you a week. I don't know what it is, but God knows the areas of our life where we have been lacking. And I feel like what God is starting to say to us is that he wants us to take a faith approach where the scripture and the word of God is and and allow ourselves to get to the place where we believe there's strength in the word and the word will remove all confusion from our lives in the name of Jesus. And so we go to God and we say, "Lord, what's the one thing that you are saying that needs to my, be my focus?" Maybe he's saying to you, "You know, I I want you to focus on my intimacy." And so, okay, now that we've heard from God, we we think we're done. Come on. That's what happens to a lot of Christians. We feel like just because we've heard God say, "I want you to focus on intimacy," that we have our answer. It hasn't even begun yet. If we're doing it in faith, Mark 11:24 says, we have to ask. And when we ask, we have to believe that when we ask, we receive when we ask. And so God's saying to us, here's your focus. So now I'm going to go to God, step 2. 
and I'm going to say, okay, God, you want me to have intimacy. So I'm asking you in the name of Jesus, show me what intimacy with you looks like, Father. Show me what it looks like. And then, according to Mark 11:24, 24, if I'm asking God for something, then there is a spiritual exchange that happens in that moment. So I have to believe that I've received because I've asked him. And so now I have received, I have received what intimacy is and what it's going to do in my life. The problem is that my mind doesn't understand it. And the problem is in that moment, it hasn't changed my life. But that word that God has given us that we've now asked for, that we've now received, carries within itself, Isaiah says, the very power to transform us. Come on. This is, this is how we grow in the word. And, and this is what I believe a lot of Christians haven't realized we just believe because the scripture does say god knows what we need even before we ask but the scripture tells us to ask and that we don't have because we don't ask really what it's saying to us when it says he knows what we need is it's really telling us he cares about what you need he knows every detail of your life and he cares and he's ready to move if you will ask, okay? And so we move from that place where we're like, okay, Lord, what's the area of growth or the area of focus in my life? Okay, God, I'm asking you for that. Okay, there's a spiritual exchange that happened. Now we move to the place if we've received it, our vocabulary has to change. All of these things are happening to us in moments in, an, in, 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 a, in our time with God. In one prayer session, in one prayer time that we've had with God, we've received something. We've received intimacy. So we shift. Now my vocabulary changes from I don't have it to, okay, God, if I asked, you've given me. I've prayed it. Faith, praying the prayer of faith is always on the premise that if I pray you hear and if I pray you answer. If I pray you hear, if I pray you answer, which means I receive in the name of Jesus. So now my vocabulary moves from the place where I'm not asking anymore. I've asked, I've received to, Lord, thank you. And you know, you, you're going to find as you start doing this, it's going to take you a few minutes for your heart to articulate the verbiage of thank you Lord for settling this issue of intimacy in my life thank you Lord because you said this is a key in my life it's going to change me thank you Lord for giving me the keys to intimacy with you thank you Father thank you for greater, greater intimacy with you God thank you for intimacy Lord you've You've given me, God, the keys to intimacy. I thank you for intimacy with you. Thank you for intimacy with you, God. Thank you for closeness with you, God. 
Thank you for answers, Lord. Thank you for settling that issue of feeling like I didn't belong or like I was distant. God, thank you for closeness. I'm walking in closeness with you. Can you see the transition? But, but you got to work that for a couple minutes. You got to work that. A lot of times where most people are, and see, that's how we grow in revelation. If we're not doing that, we're not growing. Come on. If we're not doing that, we haven't received an anchor. In those moments of going through the motions in my heart to make this adjustment from, God, what do you want me to ask for, to, okay, God, you know, I'm going to ask you for this, God, and so if I believe, I, I've, got, I've got intimacy in my hand, how do I articulate it now? I'm telling you, I, this is what I tell people to do, set your timer, set your phone to every hour and begin to declare that you have received that thing. Now, that word is doing in you what God, Hebrews 6, come off of the elementary things and begin to use the ways of the kingdom in faith so that you will grow because that's the only way that you're going to finish strong. The funny thing about Mark chapter 11 and 24 is that it goes on. Faith requires a heart of humility. A teachable heart. It's funny how God says, you know, you receive when you pray. And then he says, when you stand. So there's this connotation now that you're going to have to stand a little while with the very thing that you made this exchange and that as you stand because you're anchored now with the word the enemy is going to try to come and 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 steal that you know he's telling you when you stand forgive he's giving us a clue that the enemy is going to try to come in now and cause offense or worry so that it will mark for choke the word that you've received we always tell people you know when we go into rhema people love rhema more than they love meditation for obvious reasons okay but in rhema i was telling pastor jenny we need to do this in rhema we need to hand people when they come out of rhema a little bag of seeds and when they come out of meditation we need to hand them a plant Come on, this is how we grow. We love the Holy Spirit and we love to hear the beautiful things that you may have heard over the conference and over the last few days. But I'm telling you, in the Spirit, there is a bag full of stuff that God is desiring that we would choose, that we would grow, that we would come off of the elementary things and the only way, the only way, the only way that we grow in the Spirit is through revelation. 
When God talks about releasing the faith command, which is what Jesus did with the fig tree, and they marveled at his authority because when he spoke, that thing withered at the root, is through revelation. We've been given authority, but authority in your life is released through the revelation that you receive because you have spent a moment with God saying, Father, I'm going to take the faith journey. This is what it looks like. What is God in my life right now? That thing today that you want me to ask you for, to focus on. You might think it's one thing and God might say it's something totally different. I ministered to a woman, you know, a few weeks ago and I said, just let's just ask the Lord, God, what's the one thing? And Holy Spirit said intimacy. A few days later, pa you know, Pastor Joy, Joy ministered on intimacy. And, and this person came up to me and said, did you, did you tell? Did you tell? Did you tell? And this person said to me, you know, I don't understand what intimacy has to do with, with all of these problems that I have in my life. You know, they... She wrote a list of all the problems, and intimacy was not one. I said, you know, and, and this person said, I don't understand. Why is God talking to me about intimacy? I have so many problems. And I said, well, when you know that you are loved, when you know that you are loved, you stop creating a lot of the problems that you're creating. Come on. You have relationship issues because you don't know your love, so you're so mean. And you're creating your own problems. Come on. God knows what we need. He knows what we need. And his desire. Come on, let's just lift our hands. Let's just do that right now. Let's just take a moment. And let's just, let's just move off of this or move through this as we talk so much about faith and we define it and we turn it inside out and upside down so we can understand but all of the understanding is to bring us to a place of clarity hopefully so we could use it so we could do something with it so we could grow in it so we could be anchored because of it stronger because of it more bold because of it more obedient because of it the word of god in genesis 22 the promise of god brought abraham to the place where he obeyed god come on and father said to him like he will say to us because you have given your son how did that happen that happened because Abraham moved through the, the faith process and he received, the Bible says, he, rec he received his son raised from the dead in a figure. He could be so bold and courageous with the Lord because he received him back in faith. For most Christians, that is something that is only uh, cranial. We never take the time to move through the faith process and how do we shift and change from the place where God what is the one thing you want me to focus on 
What is the one thing you want me to ask for, God? What is the one thing that I need, God? And see, we're dealing with all the, the symptoms of all the problems. And we're running around like chickens with our heads cut off or like a dog that's chasing our tail. But Father's going to address the root of the issue when we ask. But it's not enough to hear from the Father. We have to receive. Lord, okay, I hear what you're saying. So I better ask you now. You say I need intimacy. So I'm asking you step two for intimacy. You say I need focus. I'm asking you for focus. You say I, I, I need whatever uh, to walk in peace. I'm asking you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. For, for, for peace to be released in my life in a greater way. For me to understand it, God. And then I believe according to Mark chapter 11, verse 24. When I ask, you hear and you give. When I ask, you hear and you give. I receive. When I ask, I receive. When I ask, that's when I receive. And so when you're asking, you literally, you're sitting there in your prayer closet all by yourself and you see an exchange. I'm telling you, this will change your life because you'll actually stay on something long enough where the word can do in you it takes time that's why god says persevere that's why god says having all to stand done all to stand stand because god knows it's going to take a little while for what he told you that you asked for for it to change you and you actually to see it manifest in your body or in your life it takes time it takes time so, Lord, we just ask you right now, in the name of Jesus, we've done a lot of different things tonight, Lord, and I just pray clarity in every heart in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask you right now in the name of Jesus that you would speak to each one of our hearts. Lord, we declare we have ears to hear. Everybody hears. Everybody hears. We're your children and we hear your voice. We ask, Lord, that you would speak to our hearts the one thing that you want us to focus on today or in this season. In the name of Jesus, Lord, what is that one thing? What is the one thing, Father? Just let yourself hear and write it down. Just take a moment and just hear, God, what's the one thing? What's the one thing? God knows, right? And then you may, you go through that progression, right? You ask him. And then you allow yourself to 
go through the changing of the vocabulary, what does it sound like when you've received something? And then take it a step further. And if you have an alarm on your phone or alarm on your watch or a little beeper, set it for every hour or every two hours in the day. And, and when that thing goes off, you just say, Lord, thank you for greater intimacy with you. Thank you, Lord. Intimacy with you is changing my life. You just stop for a moment, hit restart. I'm telling you, it will change your life and give you a, a real revelation of what the word in our lives is supposed to do in the name of Jesus. So Father, we bless you tonight. We bless you tonight. We honor you, Lord. Everybody hears and retains, God. This is going to change our lives and change this house forever. In the name of Jesus. And everybody says, Amen. Hallelujah. The word is the foundation of truth. Hallelujah.